There's things that you value and things that you will fight for. That's what today's about. We fight for that short hair dog and that name across your chest. Welcome to the Short Haired Dog Podcast, your home for Wofford Terriers football. Now here are your hosts, Michael and Kevin Bennett. Welcome into the Short Haired Dog Episode 11. I'm your host, Michael Bennett, alongside me tonight, my uh, co-host slash best friend slash brother. Mr. Kevin Bennett, how you doing tonight, KB? Doing good, Mikey. It's uh, it's good to be back. It is. It's been a while, but uh, it is certainly good to be back talking about the Terriers. Well, uh, a lot has transpired for sure. It certainly has. A yeah. lot has a lot has happened, and we've been kind of due for an episode. And uh, tonight's been kind of a busy night for us as a night, actually. Not even talking about Walford football. Just been a busy night. A lot high school football starts tomorrow, which is a big day for both of us with our jobs. Right. Um. And tonight we went school supply shopping. Yeah, and um, those eight pack of dividers with was it folders in them? Yeah, they uh, whew, quite elusive. Yeah, they are. I, I said, folks, that uh, kind of reminded me of a Furman SoCon title. You know, mm. Mm. Uh, you know, they, we, they we did find them. one in the about fifteen years we were in there. Actually, Man. you know. Man. There's going to be some people that's not going to like that. <laughs> you know, that goes back to last year. Remember that tweet that was like, we have more SoCon titles than anybody. Well, you should. You've been in it since 1920. That's true. Or however long it's been. So anyway, I had to get that little jab in there. But school supply shopping is not so fun. So They are not fun. For those of you that didn't realize, I know a lot of people have asked, uh, kind of their shirts were delayed in shipment and stuff like that. But our mom had surgery. Yeah. And she's been out with her neck. And so we've had to take over, kind of taking care of our little sisters who are going into first grade and third grade and buy their school supplies. Yeah. So we got to do that tonight, and that was um, that was an experience. Well, Mike, you mentioned shirts. Before we get into the show, um, the shirts have been a been a success, I would say. I think so. Um, I, I, a lot of people have reached out. Um, a lot of people starting to, to rep, rep the SHD out there. And um, honestly, it's kind of, you know, we, we weren't expecting it. Really no, and um, we we're very appreciative. Oh, absolutely, and you know it, these shirts are doing exactly what we wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily to get notoriety to this show, but just get the word out about how much fun Wofford football is and Wofford athletics in general. And the short-haired dog mantra is always going to be special to us because of Coach Ayers and what he you know did for this program, and he kind of made that popular. Popular, and that's the reason we have this name that we do. And and Kevin, I've noticed that I, I think a lot of I don't know that some of these people I've not really been around um, until here recently with the, with the podcast. I hadn't really followed any of them or anything. A lot of Wofford people have been using that term for years. Yeah, and it seems like that that term really hits home. And that's you know that's what we wanted to do. We wanted something that that the Wofford fan base would understand. There's probably people we've actually had people look at our shirts and things like that in different posts that are friends of ours who aren't familiar with the Wofford program who ask us if we host a. Um, 
a podcast about breeding Boston Terriers. Yeah. That was one question that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, little things like that. Uh-huh. That would be quite comical if me and you did oh, it. Oh, it would be. Good gracious. We talked about before that the only thing that came up when you searched short-haired dog was uh, about Caesar, the dog whisperer or whatever. Yeah. So. De- dealing with mean, agitated dogs. Yeah. I'm sure that's a, a swell <laughs> listen. It's like how to, how to deal with short-haired dog breeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was the first thing we saw. So well, you, we we knew we had the okay when that was the only thing we saw. He's like, I don't yeah. think anybody has jumped on the short haired dog podcast yet. Well, as you'll hear in our new intro, we're going to keep Coach Ayers saying we fight for a short haired dog and the name across our chest. That will be in all future intros. And speaking yeah. of the intro, Mike, yeah, I have to say it's new and improved, and we have to give a shout out to PA announcer at Gibbs Stadium, voice of the Terriers there at Gibbs Stadium. Fred Cunningham, yeah, for uh, accepting a request um, to record the intro for us, and uh, not only did he do it, but he did it in a very timely manner. Oh, absolutely! Got it back to us. Excellent sound quality. And Fred, if you are listening to this episode, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, we do. And Fred had just got done uh, hosting Daybreak, and uh, I kind of saw him on there, and I said, "Man, it'd be it'd be a good idea to uh, go ahead and just message him, see what he'd do." And so I, I added him on Twitter. He didn't follow me or anything, where I could DM him. And I was like, I just sort of hung it out there. And he was like, "I was like, DM me if you know if you're interested." And he did, like right yeah. away. Yep. And then he had had me like type up a script for him, and the thing was done in I mean 20 minutes. I'm not I'm not even joking. I mean, he got it in like the first first try on one of them, and the second try on the other. He ran right through those and. And Fred's a G for that. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I'm very, I mean, I already liked Fred as the PA announcer, but now I have a newfound love for him. I mean, he is an vo- iconic voice. Yeah. I mean, it, it when sounded, Terrier fans hear that, they're going to be like, okay, all right, we know who that is. And it sounded, you know, like sometimes it, it sounds weird to hear your own voice. Yeah. But it especially sounds weird to hear, your, or not hear your own voice, but to hear someone else say your name. Okay. Yeah. Um, and especially hearing your name said by the same guy that does the RSN promotional t-shirt launches from the <laughs> Wade's p-shirt launcher. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. It is. It is pretty it cool. Is. So I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with Fred. I mean, he didn't have to do that, No, but I think it just goes to show you how, how much he cares for the Walford community. And I, and I kind of told him that it was just like, you know, that's a, that's an iconic voice and a familiar voice for Walford fans. And he was nice enough to do it. So shout out to our man, Fred. Definitely. And, and that's going to be our intro for a while. Oh, yeah, for sure. And while we're speaking of voices of the Terriers, Mike, new voice of the Terrier are the Terriers. Um, Jim Noble was announced um, since our last podcast. And I'll um, take credit for leaking that out there. Yeah, you kind of you kind of <laughs> sniffed it out a little bit. Um, <laughs> Real early. Jim Noble coming over from uh, Sirius XM NASCAR and also yeah. coming from the PRN and uh, MRN. Um, I know PRN. I'm not sure if he did MRN. Maybe not. But uh, the, the NASCAR, the broadcast, NASCAR least, radio yeah. broadcast. Yeah. Um, and he, when you mentioned the name to me, Mike, I was at work and I was like, I have heard that name before. And it was almost so random because yeah. we listen to NASCAR broadcasts all the time that you literally laughed. You yeah, were like, like LOL, yeah, like, sure. yeah, but yeah, right. Yeah. Because it was so random. It's something when we, guys, and people have to understand our humor here. We always send each other random stuff with like random people's names in there and stuff that's not true the majority of the time. So we leak little stuff to each other and it means nothing. So when I said Jim Noble, who we both knew who it was, I mean, clear as a bell, we used to listen to him 92.5. 
WESC always has the NASCAR races, and we've yeah. listened to them since we were mm-hmm. we tots, I will say. Yeah. And Jim Noble was always a guy on there that I, you know, respected a lot. And then when I, I kind of got a lead that that was going to happen, I started sort of uh, – I texted you right away, and then you were like, yeah, yeah, right. But that that's something so random that only I would have, you know, texted you that. Yeah. But sure but, enough. But Jim Noble's talented. He's a yeah. talented guy who – I mean, who has a lot of notable followers. I mean, especially in the NASCAR community, it's yeah. kind of... It's like 31,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. That's so that's, that's That's pretty good. So, you know, Jim Noble takes over for Mark Hauser after 26 years, Mike. And, um, you know, it's going to be different. Um, you know, Hauser was a voice that we grew up with. I mean, he'd been there longer than both of us have been alive. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we grew up here in Hauser and Henson, but, you know, mm. things happen. Um, and Jim Noble, now the voice of the Terriers, and, I, and you know, some people will be upset that it's not Hauser uh, because, right. like you said, they just grown accustomed to him, and, and Hauser done a great job. He did. He, he was a great football and especially basketball Yeah, I mean, uh, play-by-play announcer. As, as being in this business now, Kevin, that we have here for the last couple of years, it's, it's really it, – it, you can tell when somebody's good at basketball. Yeah. And I got, we got spoiled over the years listening to – Mark Hauser and Andy Demetra, who did the Gamecock basketballs uh, games when we were growing up, and you know, to hear some of these guys, they are brutal. Yeah, they are. Um, <clears throat> we've been lucky enough to listen to some of the best. Sorry, I'm coughing. I've been dealing with allergies. It's all right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he. Yeah, it's. It, I think Jim Noble's going to do a fantastic job. Um, obviously, it's going to take some getting used to. Right. Um, especially when you're doing it on football on a full-time basis, you have to get in and learn the guys. Right. Him and Henson are going to have to get some chemistry going together. Um, but I think it's going to be very well are going to go very well and uh we wish him all the best. He has all the support from everyone here at the podcast for sure. Yeah, cuz he's a guy like we said, we've looked up to for years. We've heard him down in the pits and things with with PRN for all those years doing the NASCAR broadcast and I think he's a he's going to be a welcome addition to Wofford. Of course, it's not going to be Mark Hauser, but everybody needs to understand he's not trying to be Mark Hauser. He's trying to be the best Jim Noble he can be and we got to support him cuz He's our guy now. He's we we told him um, that he's one of us now. He's a short haired dog. And I, speaking of that, I thought it was pretty interesting. I was I looked at his page. I, he popped up where he shared a picture. I think he was kind of checking out camp, and I clicked on his profile because he changed his profile picture to the terrier. And I looked, and his location was with hashtag short haired dogs. Okay. And I was like, I kind of cried a little. Respect inside. it. Respect yeah, it. Yeah, I really do. Um, well, Mike, that's enough of the off-the-field stuff. Let's get into on-the-field for the Terriers. Obviously, their first game coming up September 1st at home, hosting the Citadel in the, I guess, SoCon opener, but also the season opener. Yeah. Um, and that is a rivalry game. It Citadel is a, rivalry is a game, game that, yeah. you know, Citadel grads and Wofford grads both want to win. And even just, like, we're not grads, but fans. It's just a game that in-state that a lot of people care about and uh, – you know, the Terriers need to get off to a good start here. They have a, I would say, a very manageable schedule, I think, in comparison to other years. They do have Sanford on the road later on in the year, but I think Wofford's got a chance, if they can get some momentum here early, to really do something special. They do have an early bye. I think it's after, what, the third week. Uh, then they'll have their bye week. And, you know, for an option team, um, and we'll get into more of that later, it never – a bye week can never come at the exactly the right time. It can be too early. It can be too late. You know, I don't think you could have it right in the middle, and I don't think it would make much of a difference. Teams just get – these adoption teams just get beat up. And uh, so 
the Terriers are going to have to come in, and th- I think they know what they're going to see with Citadel. But even Coach Thompson, the coach for the Citadel, said himself that they play well against Walford, and they do. Last year, Citadel did not have a good team, and they did everything but beat the Terriers last year. Uh, a couple of just acrobatic passing plays there from Brandon Goodson, or we don't win that ball game. And, you know, I think it's going to be – I know a lot of people sleeping on the Citadel, but we know, what, you know, being in the SoCon all these years and knowing what kind of team they have, I don't think they've got quite the Jimmies and Joes they had there in that run where they won those, what, two – or was it three straight? Or almost three. It was two. I know it was two straight SoCon titles right there, and I believe it was 15 and 16. So it's one of those deals that, you know, they're still a, a well-oiled machine. They're a good program. And Walford's going to play, gonna have to start out and play well. I know that they're breaking in a new coaching staff and maybe some new stuff on both sides of the ball, but they get better get ready quick. They're not playing North Greenville, okay? And nothing against the Crusaders. I'm a North Greenville guy, but – yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's I not like we're playing Johnson C. Smith. And Mike, the thing about it is, I've seen I've seen differing aspects of both or opinions of the Terriers so far in this preseason. Really? Um, apparently, the first scrimmage, obviously, me or you didn't get a chance to see it. But reading on the message board, I've seen you know the extremes from both sides. Some saying you know Terriers look pretty good, and then some saying. They did not look so great. Really? Um, I, I, like I said, I wasn't there to see it in person. I, you don't really know what to think. Right. Um, I just – scrimmages are one thing because, one, you're playing against each other. Um, and from what I could what I could tell, um, you know, Andre Stoddard didn't play much. Neither did either one, McAfee or Morgan. Um, and it looked like they tried a lot of passing plays. Yeah. Um, and, Mike, I do want to say this. All these, you know – projections that they're going to be throwing the ball 15, 20 times a game, I don't like that one bit. Yeah, I mean, and we're we're actually affiliated at our radio station for Sports Talk, and the Terriers were on Sports Talk the other night, and I listened to it, and uh, I heard Conklin say himself they might, they were going to try to throw it 20 to 25 times a game. Mm. I'm with you, Kevin. That terrifies me. I don't and, like that at all. You know, and maybe it's just we're kind of stuck in our way sort of deal, and, you know. But, Kevin, I just – I've all, I felt this way that, you know – Wofford, the the option, the regular option would fit this this team better than it did last year. I would agree. As good of a quarterback as Brandon Goodson was, and he was very serviceable, a great game manager, a good passer, one of the best passers in in Wofford history. But as far as running the true option, I think that fits Joe Newman and Miller Mosley like a glove. Yeah. So I kind of ask myself, you know, I, I don't know. Is it just the uncertainty? We don't know what we're going to get. And plus, I just don't think this team is built – to pass the ball 20 to 25 times. I mean, that's what Jake Bentley does at Carolina. Yeah. I mean, to me, that would be a big-time difference. I could see this scenario, Kevin, and maybe maybe you disagree with me. I could see them dropping back to pass 20 times. But I think it's going to be so many RPOs where Mosley and or Newman is going to just take off and run with it a lot more than we've seen in the past. That's what I kind of gathered from it is when when Conklin said that you know they're going to try to I think maybe they may call twenty five passing plays but like you said they may that may consider a passing play a RPO right or um, or a, and he may drop back intending to pass it yeah but he may get flushed and have to run I I just think making somebody like Joe Newman stay in the pocket is just dumb I, I think that but goes just, for Miller Mosley as well I mean. I think Mosley's a better passer, but I don't think neither one of them is a tremendous passer. Like, I went to one of the spring scrimmages, and Mosley did not look great throwing it. Uh, And I know that they've worked, and I actually talked to a Wofford player, a really good Wofford player, who's very close to the offense, and he says 
that they both have improved in passing. And that is, you know, that's a good thing. That's what we want to hear. But 20 to 25, does it just me or does that seem like a ton? That seems like – I would be – I would be happy with 12 max. That's how I am. Um, I just think – now, if, like I said, if you want to throw a lot of different formations, I think we've said this all throughout the offseason after, after Coach Conklin was hired and he said that he was going to keep Coach Lang on it to coach the offense and call plays. I'm okay with him switching up some of the looks. I'm fine with that. The only problem is, is – I just don't think you can fully if fully get away from what's been so successful in the past, you know, 20 years or really as, lo- as long as, as Ayers was there. If you go completely away from that, I think you get your doors blown off. That's how I think too. I mean, the thing about it is, Kevin, this would be different if we were looking at a team that was in serious rebuilding, if we were a team that was coming off of a losing season, you know, even a 6-5 and five mediocre. But this is a defending Southern Conference champion. And we'll get to it later. They had 10 – uh, preseason all SoCon yeah. players like right. this team, and that's the most in the league. Yeah, this team has a lot, a lot, a lot of talent. And, and here's the thing, Kevin. I think regardless of what we do, X's and O's. I think in a lot of these matchups, both in the conference and out of the conference, we talk about it all the time on on different things that we t- and just talking in general, me and you, about it. Not it necessarily about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. And that's something about Wofford. Even with this uncertainty, I feel good about is their talent. I yeah. think they got some of the best talent level some of the the most talent and, you know, up in the top level of talent in FCS. I don't think there's anybody out there, especially, I mean, you could say North Dakota and them, but I don't buy that. I don't sit there and say North Dakota's, oh, just they're like an NFL team. That's what Corn Blue said, and I know he was sort of trying to make it light and make them not feel bad about the loss. But I know for a fact that those players didn't feel like North Dakota State was that, better, that much better than them. I think they were – because I've had a player tell me that. One that ain't no bum that sits on the bench, okay? And <clears throat> they believe they're as good as anybody. And I think they're going to show that this year. But, Kevin, here's here's what I'm concerned about. And we've seen guys both in the past in the option offense and in different things, both even defensively, guys that in high school flew around and made plays. But it's in these complex systems and different systems than what they're used to that these guys, especially as young players, but normally by the time they're juniors and seniors, they're used to it. They play slower. They're unsure of themselves. That's what I hope not to see on the offensive side. I hope by not by switching it up, we don't shoot ourselves in the foot and play timid and play slower than we're than we should be playing. I hope that if we do change it, we're comfortable enough with something, you know, whether it's the, the, the traditional option, you know, with the wing bone, or whether it's you know the the gun stuff, whatever that may be. And I think they're they're going to have to keep some of that. But I just hope that you know we don't get too dependent on trying to throw it all the time. I mean, I just think we're too good at running the football. Yeah, I don't know why you get why you would want to get so progressive. So, I mean, traditional is yeah. what gotten has what yeah. has what has gotten us and, to where we are. And we've talked about, you know, the different gun stuff and all the passing stuff last year and we've had people say, "Well, I sure hope they throw it more." And these are people that aren't really familiar with Wofford that are saying this and I'm like, "I disagree." And I've said that since the get-go. I think this this team, you look at the tailbacks, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Since I've been following Walford, which is my entire life, what, 20, 22, almost 23 years, they've never had two tailbacks at the same time as, as, as talented as Lennox McAfee and Blake Morgan. They haven't. Think mm-hmm. about it. They have not. They, there was a lot of good guys, there was a lot, and we've had some stars. But two guys of that caliber, we've never had them. And plus, you put a backfield that good with a, with a fullback like Andre Stoddard, I don't think you've seen a backfield combination that good, maybe ever. 
And then you because you you think about the Breitenstein years, as good as Eric Breitenstein was, sometimes the tailbacks, you know, especially their later in his career, it's sort of like they they didn't have quite the talent that he was. It's like where are you going to stop Walford's option game? You can't stop the quarterback. You ain't going to stop the tailbacks. You you got to pick somebody to try to stop. And you're going to have to let somebody go. Who are you going to let go if, if you're running the regular option? Because Goodson, his, his weakness was running it. He wasn't the fastest guy. And he, and he knows that. I mean, he was a great passer and a great option quarterback, although he wasn't the fastest guy. But as far as I'm talking about running the triple option, who are you going to let go in that situation? I mean, Mosley and Newman are guys that can hit home runs any time. Yeah. I they mean, are. You take the running back out, and, and if – if Mosley or Newman gets a step on you, it's See, over. Yeah. It's over. And then and then you try to take quarterback, either one of those guys can take it to the house. Yeah. Now, I know we're not necessarily deep at the tailback position. I know we'll get to that in a later episode. But it's it's still just the Jimmys and Joes I feel good about. The X's and O's, all this stuff, it scares me, I have to say. It does. It scares me too. And, and I mean, even when you think about, when you think about both of those quarterbacks – um, on passing plays, let's say they do scramble out of the of out of the pocket. Maybe those are designed. They're designed yeah. RPOs. There. I mean, if you're a cornerback and you're you're playing zone or whatever out there, and you come in see the see Joe fixing to commit to a run, and you come in, you have to decide: Am I going to take the quarterback here? Or I'm going to stay with the receiver. If you stay with the receiver and he gets a step on you, it's, it's over. over. Yeah. Or if you go for Joe, and all of a sudden he, he stops on the head. dime like we've seen he can do and flips it over your head, that's what I think could be successful in the passing game. I'm just skeptical if we can do it Yeah, consistently. Yeah. I, I've seen it. I mean, we've seen it be done. Right. But can it be done consistently enough to where the corners will be afraid to not come in on the yeah. quarterback or to stay back. Either way, they have to make them pay either way. Yeah. And I that what scares me is the consistency. Yeah. I don't doubt I don't doubt the ability of either one of our quarterbacks. I feel very comfortable with both. It's just I don't know. I I, I want them to be consistent, and that's that's the problem, especially when you're changing. Uh, if you if you go out and change what you've been doing in the past, I mean, if you if you go from running the option and doing you know five passes a game to throwing it twenty, that's how you get inconsistent because these guys have never done that before. Yeah, and I'm I'm now, with you. It scares me a little bit. Now, if Goodson were returning, yeah, I'd be I would I would feel that. a lot better about this situation because he is a proven passer. But neither one of these guys. I think they've seen they've shown signs of it, but as far as going out there and like what like we did last year against the Citadel, we had to throw it or we was going to lose. Yeah, you know, and that's a good thing to be able to do when you're when they're, when they're loading up the box and throwing it over their head and all that stuff. But I'm with you, Kevin. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how these twenty to twenty five, if that's true, uh, and they may be just saying that to get in people's heads. Who knows? Um, and and if that is, that's very heady on their part. What but. what I'm worried about, Mike, is if they come out and try to do it, and they're very unsuccessful early on, and <laughs> yeah. then they're like, "Crap, we got to run the ball," <laughs> but we're down seventeen to nothing right. in the second quarter. Then you then you're like, "Whoa!" I mean, that's what you that's what worries me. You can't with you can't any sleepwalk against Citadel. Well, with anything like any team, if you come out and like, I just don't like like it being considered an experiment. I don't want it to be no. an experiment. You don't go there and look. Well, let's just see how it goes. Now, if you're six and five, that's one yeah, thing. But yeah. you got ten we got preseason all SoCon guys. You're coming off of an NCAA FCS what quarterfinal? Quarter yeah, and you know you're 
you're not picked to win the conference, but you should be. And you were your preseason ranked tenth and eleventh in the media and coaches poll nationally. I'm sorry, an experiment just don't make me feel good. I don't like an experiment. I want to know exactly what now, we're doing. And, and you know what? You're right. The coaching staff may know exactly what they're th- going to they do. They might. And they may. This just must may be a smokescreen. And which, it, if it is, I love it. And I think even if they are saying they're going, and even if they go and try twenty to twenty five, they have to believe that they're going to be very successful. Yeah. And if not, they may try it and then. Like have a say, whole go, running game whoa, whoa, plan, whoa. Yeah, this ain't and they're work. just like, let's go off on these boys. I, yeah. I, it's interesting to see. I do, I do trust the coaching staff. I think they've put together a good staff around Coach Conklin. I know he's going to be a first-time head coach. But Coach Lang, you know, love him or hate him, I know a lot of people love him, a lot of people hate him. He's done a good job for Wofford in his time. What, 30? He's been there. How long has he been the coordinator? This is as his 30th. Bears, yeah. Here, here's the thing, Mike, and I want to give Coach Lang credit here. He's kept an open mind in all of this. Yeah, he has. I mean, it ain't like he and – and, I mean, we're not in the meetings. We don't know. But he's at least opened his – opened <laughs> broadened his horizons. Right. So like, hey, we can throw the ball. Because back in the day, like, we never got in the gun. Oh, no. Never. The Sean Graves days, that never happened. No. Speaking of that, we saw video of him. I mean, and we've seen fast quarterbacks. Like, Mitch Allen was fast. Yeah, he uh, was. I mean, Evan Jacks was fast. Joe Newman's fast. But they were nowhere near as fast as Sean Gray. No. That dude, man. I mean, I was just blown away. We were sitting there watching, go, wow, that's next level speed. That poor little white safety for whoever they was playing, <laughs> he got all kind of turned around. He pressed him up. He was on skis. It, it was. It was it, just a pleasure to watch. Yeah, it was. I, it blew me away. And see, we had heard that before. Like I, I, people thought Sean Graves. It was like our, our dad and grandpa was like Sean Graves. He's a, and we were like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, we get that it. Was back in the day, and then all of a, then we saw it. We we're like, oh. Got you. Sure do. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing about it is we were like, okay, we get it. He was good, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. But, dude, he was (laughs) – Next level. I mean – And now we see why that number's retired. And we see why everybody still talks about him to this day. Yeah. It's it's warranted. Legend. And not to say that I doubted that. No, I didn't doubt it. Just to see it with my own eyes was like – Yeah. it did something to me I, on the I, other I side. I said that wrong. We weren't doubting it. We just had not seen it. So we right. were like, okay, yeah, we believe you, sure. But we just didn't. When you see it, you're like, oh, okay. It made my heart tangle a little bit. I, I was like, it. I kind of got butterflies watching. I was like, my gosh. But, Mike, here's what I do want to say. We talked a lot about the offensive side of the ball. I expect the defense to be really good. And and here's the thing that I, I thought about, and you may, you may disagree with me, but in these scrimmages where, you know, some people say the offense looked a little dicey, they are going up against our defense. That's true. Um, Who has the potential to be, I think, a top five defense in FCS. I do too. Because you look at the back end and the defensive line. I mean, we got dudes coming off the bench that would be starters for most SoCon teams. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say we have a couple that would start on every other SoCon Absolutely. team. Absolutely, and they're not starting yeah. at Walford. Yeah. Now, they're going to get a lot of run. Oh, yeah. But, sure. um, yeah, I mean – there's a lot. There's a lot of optimism in the program, but I would say even to me, what I'm looking forward to more than even which, like we said, the offense is kind of scary, scary a little bit. I'm not worried at all about the defense. I know last year it was a little, little shaky, but I feel like we were too, we were too. I don't know, straight laced last year I on defense. Agree. We we didn't try anything. We didn't get we didn't get up on the receivers. We didn't blitz enough. I, I thought that I don't know why we did. We're like that. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, Kevin. I'm so tired of seeing the 15 yards off the receivers. Yeah. My gosh. I mean, I, I'll take Devin Watson against anybody. Okay. If you got a receiver that's going to beat Devin Watson, buddy, you earned it. Okay. And Sanford's got some guys that could probably take the top off the defense, but I'll still take our guys. If you beat BC, you beat Watson, you beat Dominic Lemon, you beat Allstat, 
You beat those boys, you deserve it. Yeah, you you beat agree. JoJo, and by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and call it. I know we, I know you, you might have mentioned this, uh, us doing this in a future episode. I don't know if we did, but I, I got two guys that's gonna have a breakout year, and okay. one of them is JoJo Tillery. I think you'll see him. I think it'll be all SoCon. Calling for it. Yes, sir. That, Absolutely. That's your, that's your defensive oh, breakout I, player. I mean, he's been one of my. He's been my favorite Wofford player for like three years now, and he didn't. He doesn't. I don't really know why, but yeah. I just love him. He yeah. just. I don't know. He's got. He's just something about him. We like we've talked about before. Everybody's got guys that they love and don't really know why. They're not the star player, you know. Some of them aren't even good. JoJo's good though. I yeah. ain't trying to say he ain't good. He's he's a beast. He's just been waiting on his opportunity. Hey, we saw little flashes of it there when we had all those injuries that one year. Mm-hmm. I think but what, he was 2016. Young. He was really young, and I was yeah. like, this guy, he's got, got potential. He's he's good, and yeah. now he's gonna get his chance to be the guy back there with all stat. And I mean, Dominique Lemon. We not even got into him. I mean, Watson, BC, Lemon, Allstat, and JoJo. And I'll Graham take, Massey. Yeah. Is he back? He's back. Wow. Yeah. I would put that against anybody. I mean that I mean and like, and like you said right there, Graham Massey, I don't know that he I don't uh, I'm not sure who's gonna start between him and JoJo, but just take one or the other. One or the JoJo's other would start. start would start on any other SOCON team, I would say. Oh, for sure. Don't you agree? Yeah. And then, sure. I mean, you're taking – and getting to the linebacking core, Mike, my breakout player on the defensive side of the ball is Billy Hinton. Really? I think Billy's going to have a great He's year. He's another guy that we've seen flashes of his greatness. My man balled out against Carolina last year. Balled he did. out. Him and Roundtree balled out. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, Roundtree will be back. He's he? back as well. Wow. Yeah. And then we got Jaira and we got DT. So I'm telling you. And Robbie Armstrong. And Robbie who I, Armstrong. Who I also yeah. think is going to be good. He's yeah. not necessarily on my breakout list, but I mean, Walford's got a lot of talent defensively. We talked about the X's and O's and all. Like I've said earlier in the show, Jimmy's and Joe's, I will take these guys against anybody in the SOCON. And that includes Sanford, who returns a ton of skill players. Yeah, and they really do. Hodges. And Duck Hodges, who is the man. You yeah. gotta give you gotta give him credit. He is he's a baller. Oh, by the way. I, I, you know, I'm not. This, we know, we're not known for talking trash, you know. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes I think we can be a little too too harsh. Yeah. Uh, but the Sanford video about Ducktales with about Devlin Hodges is hard to watch. I would say, and it's I don't know, I don't know if it, if I didn't get it because I think that was kind of before my time. Yeah. You know, which a lot of stuff is, but we weren't really Ducktales guys ourselves. Mm-mm. I don't know what that is. I don't know is that, that a show? It was a show, yeah. Three Little Ducks. See, I think, I think they're – are they with Donald? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. DuckTales, we're going to have to look that so up. But going I'm just forward, saying, he will be Duck Hodges. Oh, that's his nickname. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been going by that for a long time, but – Well, now we see – we were unaware of that, but now all the duck memes will come out if we see any kind of struggling quang, quang. From, from young Devlin. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, Mike. I'm – like I said, I'm very optimistic, and and before we we move on to some of the preseason rankings and some of the all SoCon players, yeah, um, Ducktales, you got it, buddy. Yeah, I told you. Is that Huey doing Louie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they were like uh, Donald's. I never knew that. Anyway, defensive line, Mike. We got we got Miles Brown coming back. Who he was? I'm looking at it right now. Nephews. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, Miles Brown was is is just all preseason everything. Yeah, um, I mean he should be. Yeah, I mean he's earned it. He also uh, washed our grandpa's car uh, during the off-season and, and, and really made his day. Yeah, like. that was nice. It was. Um, and then also on the defensive line, Bad Mangum. 
Um, we got Mikael Horton, who is going to be. I think I've been told be by some people in, inside the program that he's already surpassed Miles as the strongest guy on the defensive line. It's pretty impressive, and if Miles is very strong. If you're, yeah, if you're passing Miles Brown, that's something to be proud of. Yeah. And I, you know, Kevin, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be hard for these other teams, uh, just because. I mean, you look at every facet of it. Are you really going to be able to run the ball successfully on Walford? That never happens, even on our bad years. Mm-mm. You know, I think if we would just trust our guys on the passing side of things, I think we would be a ton better than we have been in the past by playing so soft. We got the – see, here's the thing, guys, that we're missing. You know, back in the day when we didn't have the horses, we didn't have the Jimmys and Joes, you had to play that kind of way. You had to play 15 yards off because you'd get burnt. But the guys we got now are as good as anybody in the country. In the country, in FCS. I, I don't want to hear it. If somebody disagrees, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, I'm telling you. We've heard, and, and we've heard from former players from as recent as, you know, eight, ten years ago, say that these athletes on Walford now, there's a different breed yeah. than, these, than the past Walford teams. And I think anybody would admit that to you. These guys are just different kind of athletes. We're getting different kind of athletes in here. And, you know, Mike, it's just – it's <laughs> like – my head is just spinning thinking about what what exactly to expect from this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, defensively, I feel very confident. But yeah. and, and and the better they play, the more options it gives our offense to get out there and try some new stuff. Where you, can bo- where you can experiment. Yeah. Where you can experiment. But I don't think you need to go in experimenting. No, no, no. I think you need to go in doing what you know is going to work. And then if you're blowing the – doors off of somebody that's when you can <laughs> that's try. what i say yeah um or yeah. even if you get up a couple touchdowns yeah then that's when you can say, okay let's go out here and try to throw it a little or, bit you know every other drive or something you know yeah. not not to start out i mean it may work and that'd be great but whew, i mean it, it is a conference game too like if you drop an early one if you I mean if you lose to gardner webb as much as that would suck we gotta if, be if, t- if that i'm was, so tired of losing to gardner webb and it's going to rain, guys. Oh, Go ahead rain. and get your yep. ponchos ready. Because <laughs> if we're playing Gardner Webb, it's going to rain. But what, what I'm saying Jeez. is, if you're going to lose to, you know, PC the first week or, or you know, Gardner Webb or one of these teams, okay, that sucks. And it's going to hurt you for the national picture. I mean, you're going to just plummet in the rankings if you lose to one of those teams. But the problem is here, if you sleepwalk against Citadel and they beat you, not only do you drop in the rankings nationally, that's going to hurt you in the conference. For sure. And in the SOCON this year, as competitive as it's going to be, it's going to be one of these things where every game is going to come down to you know a few a couple plays, and those couple plays are what's going to control who's going to win this thing. Because it's going to be, I'm telling you, it's going to be competitive. There's a lot of teams who are kind of been in that second tier that are right on the cusp of being right up there with Wofford and Sanford and those guys. And you know, I, I still think Wofford's going to win the the conference, and I don't think I'm being a homer by saying that. I mean, you got ten guys on the All SoCon team preseason. I I still take Wofford over everybody. But I'm telling you, Wofford cannot sleepwalk. They're going to have to be at their best or close to their best to win these games. Yeah, Mike. I mean, the SOCON is ultra competitive. I mean, it's back. I mean, it is as competitive as those App State, Georgia Southern, Wofford years. Yeah. I mean, except this year it's us, Sanford, and I would throw Furman in there as well. And and see, just as Wofford don't get a lot of love nationally about being a talented team, they they always get talked about how they're smarter than everybody else and they got a good you know, system with the option. School, yeah, 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 yeah. But but I'm gonna say, just as Wofford doesn't get a lot of love nationally, these other SOCON teams aren't either. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not national programs like Georgia Southern and 
Appalachian State. A lot of people are sleeping on him, including the Paladins. I don't like Furman, but Clay Hendricks and those guys, and even the and Fowler, the guys before them, they did a good job of recruiting. They've got some talent on that team, and they're not getting a lot of a lot of love either. And but I'm going to tell you, it's like I don't know who remember who told us this, but a while back that they would put the SoCon against any FCS conference. I mean, top to bottom, and I would. It's pretty solid. I mean, even VMI, they'll beat you if you if you if you mess mm-hmm. around too much. Yeah, yeah. If you mess around too much, yeah, they will beat you. I mean, they're um, they're a disciplined team too. Yeah, they're just not very talented. They're not. But I think they're on the come up. I think they're going to get better. They could be. Mike, last and, they had they can't get any worse. They yeah, didn't win at all last year, did they? I don't know. I don't think they won a game. They I sure think didn't they, come close against most SoCon teams. No. Um, but Mike, you mentioned it, and I'm going to agree with you. And like you said, people want to say that we're homers, and like we we took a little criticism in the last one um, because apparently we're you know, looking past some pretty numbers that were presented to us and pretty stats. But, you know, it's it's weird, Mike, that, you know, a president hasn't been set, especially like maybe last year with a, a certain SOCON team that wears purple, that a uh, that a new he- uh, head coach comes in without head coaching experience, changes up the offense a little bit, and gets better. You know, I'm, not, I, not just a little weird. bit, a lot. It's weird that a president like that hasn't been set, right? It is. It is, it but, is. That, but that, that can't happen at Walford. According to some, some mm-hmm. people, that can't happen at Walford. It can happen somewhere else. And especially and especially when, you're, when you happen to be um, – you know, returning ten off SoCon guys. But you know, you're the defending SoCon outright champs. You can't seem to have to repeat, could you? You would be an idiot to think. Well, I'm sorry, that's a little too hard. That is. I'm sorry, that's a little you harsh. To, we can't say you need idiot. to tone that down, Kevin. Yeah. I mean, it's um, getting ridiculous. Don't you think that's a bit harsh? It is. Yeah. Way, way too far. Um. But, jeez. If it's anybody, happened. if it, if it, the people that know what we're talking about here, really, um, people says, for look, the, we're the ones still listening. What do you want us to say? Yeah. We're gonna pick with our heart. We got the gold colored glasses on. We do. But we, while you have all those pretty stats to say why we won't be good, we watch them every game, and we've seen some of the guys that's gonna be stepping in this year, and we say, I mean, we can give you evidence. Yeah. Why we think we're gonna be good. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I just like I said, the, the whole uh, thinking, uh, making the joke of oh, this coaching, uh, you know, regime may dethrone Saban at Alabama. I'm like, okay, your jokes are funny, ha ha. But you just got to look on. You got to look on on things. Jimmy's and Joe's, man. Yeah, and look, Furman had a great year last year. They did, but the they did the exact same thing last year. They brought in a guy that had been there before. He switched up the offense a lot. By the way, be- and got better. They went from the spread to the option. Why? Why can that not happen at Walford? Yeah. Why can that not happen? I mean, I guess just because I, I don't know why a lot of and 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 you look, know, I get airs isn't there. I know. I, understand. I think that's, and I think that's what's uh, what's you know presenting itself. But I would say a change on the defensive coaching staff was needed. Yeah. And. You know, while Ayers is gone, he was a great leader, and Lord knows we respect Coach Ayers more than anybody. Yeah, and but you know, the whole just about the entire offensive staff is back, including Coach Lang, who's calling the plays, and then you bring in Coach Conklin, who brings in some of his new guys, and, and he's on, a hands-on defensive coach yeah. from what we've been seeing, and which was needed. Yeah, which which was needed at, at Wofford and. I think Coach Conklin would have been any SoCon team, including especially Walford, would have been glad to get somebody like him yeah. as, as a head coach. I think he's a guy that, you know, a lot of people wanted us to get a guy who'd been a head coach before and things like that. Well, you know, the thing about it is I feel as if we got Coach Conklin before 
anybody else really got onto him. Yeah. You know, we get, you know, uh, he was a defense coordinator at Pitt. Uh, we've seen some pretty good defensive players come and pretty good defensive squads come out of Pitt the last uh, couple of years. And, you know, I I, I feel the same way, Kev. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's one of those things like, you're right. What do you expect us to say? Yeah. I mean, I mean I, it, I, it's coming, this is literally coming from the minds of canines here. Yeah. Okay. I like that. From the minds of canines. This isn't coming from just, you know, I guess we should look at it more, I don't know, big picture. But I just don't. Well, Mike, if you I, I just don't see anyone, even big picture. I don't see it. If you go and ask a Furman fan, I've today, tried. Who do they think is going to win the SoCon? They're going to say Furman. If you go to a Sanford big time fan, who do you think is going to win the SoCon? Give us a reason why. They're going to say Sanford, and they're going to come up with a reason why Sanford to do it. Because Doug Hodges is the man. Yeah, and then you're going to go. You could go to Mercer and be like, Hey, why do you think the Bears? Uh, who do you think is going to win the SoCon? They're going the Bears, baby. Mercer. Yeah, right. And they could show a legitimate reason why. You could go to Western Carolina, and they. It's not a bad squad either. You could go all the way down. You could go to the Citadel, and they could say, "Well, we won it two years ago." Like, yep, you sure did. Yeah, and, and mean, you've got you got pedigree. You can make you can make for an sure. argument for any team. So I, us catching flack. For picking Walford, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna feel bad about that. No, I'm and sorry. <laughs> what, and what we were saying was people saying that we could be fifth or something in the SoCon. Like, okay, that's a little much. Yeah. Like, if you want to, I think that's harsh. Yeah. At the end of the year, <laughs> if we do finish second or third, yeah. you're gonna be like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I we it will not be fifth. Mm-hmm. I don't think unless we throw the ball 35 times a game. Which so what it's looking like right now? Please just, do not. Know. Nah, it's it's gonna be fine. I just yeah we, I mean I just don't know what people expect. And if you ask any of the guys on the Walford message board, they're gonna say I think Walford's gonna win the SoCon, or they're gonna have a great chance at it. It's gonna be it's gonna be, be and, a, a three. I think it's gonna be a three team race with maybe Mercer. Yeah, and the thing about it is, Kevin, every year the conference, no matter where you're projected, whatever, it comes down to about three or four plays. Yeah, the whole conference. And if those three or four plays go in the right way, you know, Wofford's going to have a chance as much as anybody. And I know at this point, we know we've not played any games. Everybody has equal chances. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just realistically thinking here. I mean, you look at the top four or five teams, they all – you can see a viable way for them to get to that crown. Some of which you can't. Some of them at the bottom, I can't see VMI winning the SOCON. I'm sorry. Uh, as, as, ETSU. As much as I respect VMI, as much as I respect TTSU, I just don't think they – But but come on now. I mean, I don't think it's that far fetched to say Wofford could could repeat. I mean, I'm I've, I've already called it. You know, I've actually called this team to win the cha- than the national championship, Woo. which may be going a little too far. It but, could be, and that then that's totally from the minds of canines. But you get what I'm saying. Well, you and you said it, Mike. It comes down to a handful of plays for you know the entire SoCon combined. Like if Tyler Vaughn doesn't instinctively fall down on the ball without his helmet, who knows what would have happened last year? I think Wofford goes on. Un- Unbeaten. I mean, and, and so uh, other than Carolina. but Yeah, you know, it, that's what I'm saying, in conference. Yeah, it, it's just you never really know how but it's going to go. on the flip side, think about all those one-possession games there at the end where Walker won by one one possession. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. And that may happen this year, and it <laughs> yeah. does not go and our it, way. Yeah, but you you just have to look at what's been presented in front of you and look at the kind of guys that, that Walford's bringing back, which, you know, they're bringing back guys who are, who are some of which are returning – Full-time guys, They're, they've been used to being the guy. Other guys who are coming in is, but they, but see, here's what we're overlooking. I think maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong for saying this, and I apologize if this offends anybody. But at times, Kevin, I almost have felt like the last couple of years that some of these young guys that are now going to be the guy, maybe shoulda or coulda been out there already. 
I agree. And been the guy already. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong for saying that. And if, like I said, if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm dead wrong. But I don't think you're wrong. I just some of the guys on the squad. I've I've thought, well, he should have been out there already. You know, now he's a junior and getting to play. But I, I could have seen him playing as a as a freshman or sophomore. Yeah. Right? So, you know, you know, I, that's all I'm gonna say about that. I, I think that that Walford's gonna have a great chance this year. Um, like I said, I, I think on offensive line, I know that's a big concern for a lot of people. Um, I know there's going to be some guys coming back looking like, you know, Berger will be back, the guy yep. that played some last year. Michael Jared, Ralph, who played a lot. Gerasati at Gerasati, who played a lot. And, Kevin, he's my other guy. I think Blake Gerasati has also con ability. I would agree. Coming out of Bishop England High School, in high school, I remember what a force he was. I mean, his his highlight tape, for you guys that haven't seen it, is incredible. I mean, it's some stuff that you'd be like, wow. I mean, it would – and then you got Justice Basinger that's not only getting some SOCON love, but some major love. National across, love. Some yeah. national we'll love. We'll get to that so, in just a second. You know, and then I, they're going to have to break in another guy. I don't know if it'll be like um, – I'm not sure exactly who that's going to be. Um, I've heard some different names tossed around out there. Well, I, I think there's still another guard spot there that's sort of uncertain. I've heard a few names, but I'm not afraid – I'm kind of afraid to comment right now exactly because yeah. I may be way off. But I've heard a few things of some different guys who would be – but, see, that's the thing. When you recruit at a high level and you get Wofford guys, and you know this – here's the thing. Like, for all the people that are so uncertain about these, this team, but yet they love Coach Ayers so much and what Coach Ayers did, and we love him too – do you really think Mike Ayers would have brought in a bunch of losers? No. No. So what I'm saying is I, I have confidence in the Jimmys and Joes. X's and O's, we're going to have to see. Like, we've not seen it. It's not that I doubt this coaching staff. I feel good about it. We're skeptical but optimistic. Right. I mean, I look at it and I say, whew, that's different than what I'm used to. But that's how anything is. When you, when you get a new dog or a new, you know, a new car, it's different. But that don't mean it's worse. Right. Or it, it doesn't mean it's necessarily better either. Mm-hmm. It's just something you got to wait out and you got to see how it goes. Yeah, so we'll just see. And, and Mike, to kind of tie a bow in the preseason, I mean, I think I speak for the both of us. I mean, we expect this to be good. Absolutely. Again. And the people that don't agree, well, they just don't agree. And that's if you fine. Wanna, you want to put the pretty numbers out there again, by all means, knock yourself out. And, but see, that just sudden – and that's fine. You're, you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. And we're just like we're entitled to ours. That's so, right. So – well, you know, and we can call you stupid, and you can call us stupid, and that's what football's both, all about. Both be harsh. You know, that's what football's all about. Yeah. You know, I'm not taking that personal. No. I just, you know. If you disagree, that's fine. That's fine. And we yeah. just like on the flip side, we can disagree with you. And you know what, Mike? If it comes and Walford's terrible this year, we'll admit that we were yeah, wrong. I'll, but, but what we had. I'll face I mean, the music. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it. I'll, I'll We'll play. We'll cue up some. Uh, one of those, I can't remember. Like, I was wrong. In I the arms of an the, angel or whatever that's look song. right into the camera and say, I'm wrong. Yeah. But, uh, Mike, let's get into some of the preseason rankings. Okay. Um, and, and Walford got some love. They did get some love. Especially uh, at the national level, we'll I was st- impressed. We'll start with, the, you know, just Walford in general. Okay. Um, in the stats, FCS media poll, top 25, the Terriers come in at number 10 preseason. Nationally. Yes. Wow. Number 10 nationally. And then the FCS coaches poll, uh, they are 11th. Uh, just behind Sanford at 10. And that, so that's those are the top, top two SOCON teams there. Uh, according to the coaches poll, the SOCON coaches poll, they are second. And in the media poll, they are third um, behind Sanford and the Paladinks. So, wow. um, you know, it's. I don't know about that. Hmm. Uh, but like well, you said, hey, it's got to play out. Yeah, it's got to, it's just going to gonna have to play out. out. But I, I don't think know, I don't know who this media is. Yeah. Walford's better as the underdog anyway. I, yeah. I mean, let's let's be honest. 
Think about it. Last well, year's the only year that I think they've been picked first and actually done it. When I saw when I saw those rankings come out, I told you I was like, "Good, yeah, that's fine." Maybe they should have just picked his fifth. That's just six. giving us bulletin board material. Yeah, that's fine with me. And <laughs> I, you know, the thing about Sanford is, I can see Sanford. I really can, I can too. But I don't think he's clear cut enough to say, "Well, they're just going to beat Walford." You know, blah, blah. I'm going to tell you, if I'd have had a vote, it would have been a very close decision. I, literally, even as a Walford guy, it would have been a hard decision between Walford and Sanford. It would have been. Yeah. Sanford's a very talented team, and we got to go down there and play them. And they return the best player in the conference. Absolutely. One of the best in the nation. you yeah. got a top ten, maybe I, top five. He, he may get drafted next year. He may be the best player in the nation. Mm. Quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, Easton Stick up at, you know, North Dakota, of course, he's going to be on Is the he list. he's still there? Pretty sure. Jeez. Because he played as like a freshman when Wentz was That's right. dinged or whatever. So, and his dumpy cousin or whatever oh caught that gosh. touchdown last year. That made me want to vomit. Oh, but I've never been so bummed in my life. I could have cried. I almost wanted to. But, oh well. They still ain't that much better than us. I would agree. Okay, Carson Wentz's dumpy cousin is not better than us. <laughs> no. He just got he, – he just he caught us slipping. We blew right. coverage. He caught us slipping. Uh, but, yeah. And boy, did we blow it. I think I think I mean you just got to give Sam for credit. Those two receivers, their guys are gonna play on Sundays too, or at yeah. least gonna get a legit chance. Yeah, and that's and that D end. Oh yeah, I mean he's gonna he will definitely play. I mean on Sundays. they've got four guys. I mean Wofford's got some guys. Miles Brown definitely. I think Watson even's gonna get a look. Yeah, I think both of those guys will de- will definitely get a look at at the NFL level. But Sanford's got four guys that you can say right away. Say hey. Those guys, if they if they can handle their business and stay healthy, they got a chance to play on Sundays, get yeah. drafted. Yeah. Um, and but I would still pick Wofford. Mm-hmm. I just would. I mean, I just you look at what Wofford brings back, and you know, I know up front is sort of where you're where you're concerned, but just the tailbacks and stuff, and it's almost as if you know, last year we didn't see all that they could do. They had a great year last year, but at times offense kind of sputtered. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you could see them this year really taking off, having all those athletes out there and all those guys who can run and make plays on both sides of the ball. I would still pick Wofford, but you know, especially if I'm if I'm voting in the media poll, I'm gonna vote for my team. If if it's a toss up between two teams, vote for your team. You got to. Yeah. I mean, heck, that's how it is for me. If it was clear cut Sanford, and I honestly felt that way, I'd say it. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. I mean, I would agree with you. And and but like I said, coaches poll, Terriers picked second behind But I'm gonna tell you, I would not put Furman ahead of either one of them. No. That's my opinion. So behind Sanford in the coaches poll and then third behind Sanford and Furman in the media poll. Now it was very close. Yeah, it was. Um and really it was kind of, I mean, they they were just a point ahead of the of Furman in the coaches poll. So they yeah. have Walford and Furman very close there. Um, and in the two and three spots, but moving over into the players, and you mentioned the tailbacks a while ago. Not really a tailback, but a but a fullback, Andre Stoddard. He um, third team stats preseason All American, and then Miles Brown first team. Um, That's so deserving, very Absolutely. deserving. I think deserving for both. Um, and then getting into uh, Mike, uh, the Southern Pigskin. Uh, which is a website put out their top fifty SoCon players. And that was well go- done going into the twenty eighteen season. Um, Walford was well represented on the list, and we'll go down um, and just kind of get our reactions of it. Starting out at number thirty five in the top fifty, um, Lennox McAfee coming in at number thirty five. Going down to number thirty three, uh, Justice Basinger. So getting a little love there nationally. 
Um, then number twenty nine. This is where I have a. This is where I have a discrepancy. Um, I think he's very, very underrated, and that's DT Wilson, the linebacker, oh. at twenty nine. Um, I'd put him in the top 15. Easily. But, uh, you know, he was a little banged up last yeah, year. that's true. Um, that's right. Stud is a freshman. He was banged up as a freshman, that's too. That's right. So, uh, I think he's going to show out a lot this year. And then you get all those skills around him as well. Plus, you got a strong D-line to kind of keep the guys off right. of him. And you speaking of the good. D-line, we'll get to them in just a second, Mike. Coming in at 27, George Beesey getting some love. Very deserving. Uh, starting. I th- this, I'm going to venture out and say this. I think he's the best pound-for-pound defensive player in the SOCON, period. BC? At his size, yes. Oh, at his size, for sure. Pound for pound. I think yeah. he is the best in the conference on now, defense. Now, a big gap. Uh, it was 27 was BC. The next player is at number 13. Wow. So, the Terriers had four in the top 15, and it starts with Mikkel Horton at 13. Um, it looks like some of the some of the people out there that are scouting these players sees, sees what Mikkel Horton Absolutely. brings to the table. Um, and so, 13 – I've already pre-season been hearing ranking. preseason. He's done got even stronger. Yeah. So, so uh, that's could, scary. could jump up the list there. Moving down to number 10. So, top 10 here, Andre Stoddard, fullback. Got to. Um, Well-deserved there. Absolutely. Moving down to number six. So, Southern Pigskin's sixth-ranked player in the SOCON, Devin Watson, cornerback. Hmm. So, you have BC at 27 and Watson at six. Pretty solid for your starting DBs. So, that, that should tell you guys, don't play 15 yards off, please. Please don't. You got yeah. toe top thirty corners. There's a, there's a time and a place for it, but please, just not early on. Um, and then uh, <laughs> moving on to number two, the number two ranked player in the SoCon, according to Southern Pigskin, is as none other than defensive lineman Miles Brown. Mike. Where was he at? Number two. Number two. Um, and then obviously number one, Devlin Hodges, which is deserved. I mean, it is. I mean, yeah. you got to give him credit. He's. But I would say Miles Brown is a deserved second. Absolutely, um, I think so, that's very uh, accurate. I say the top two uh, were well deserved. I think that, and we looked at the list, Mike, and it's a pretty good list. It is, and you know, you can you can make an argument for other players for the Terriers to be on there. Like I, I would say Blake Morgan. He's, I would also yeah. say uh, Mason Allstat. Yeah, um, but you know, the, the verdict's still out on some guys, and I think if they do the list again after the year. Uh, let's let's count it. They got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight representatives. I think we could have eleven, maybe. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was a fun list. I thought they did a good job. Um, I thought Carter would have made the list. You know, I thought about that too. I mean, <laughs> the guy made a first and second team. That's hard to do. That's hard to do. <laughs> How can you do that? I don't know, but he did it. So you made like first team kicker and second team punter. Well, let's get into it. I mean, they like we said ten. Selections. That's a league high to the all SOCON preseason team. Six on the first team, and that's Andre Stoddard, Michael Ralph, Miles Brown, DT Wilson, Devin Watson, and Luke Carter as the place kicker. Uh, moving over to the second team, Mikael Horton. I could also make an argument that he's first team. Um, imagine him, uh, Miles Brown, and then the dude from Sanford as the first team. Cool. That may be. That may be the all SOCON team. I'm calling it right now. That may be the all okay. SOCON team at the end of the year okay. on the D line. First team. They got all stat second team, Luke Carter, the punter. So we got first team kicker and second team punter. That's I mean, that's pretty Same impressive. Dude. Hey Luke. Good job, bud. Hey, we're hey. proud of you. Sir. Now, follow through for us, please. No, I'm just kidding. No, he, he was great last year. He was great. Um, and then uh, – Well, your guy that you used to worry about, Marvin, he's a, he's he's in the Falcons. I, I never worried about him. You, you didn't worry about him a little. I worried on the shorter kicks. I know if it came a 77-yard field goal, he was going to drill it. <laughs> That's how he was. But he may have missed an extra point. 
but he was great. He's the best kicker we've had for, by he far. Boom it. Oh yeah. Oh man. Um, and then rounding out the second team, Justice Basinger, getting more love. So, um, like we say, skeptical but optimistic. Yeah. Um, and um, it's, I think it's going to be a fun year, Mike. <laughs> I think it's really going to be a fun year. I do too. I I really do. I'm I'm just I don't know. I, it's new everything. A lot of stuff's going to be new out there. I hope that uh everyone will embrace that. I know that uh, a lot of people's going to say, "Well, it's not the same." Well, it's not going to be the same. It's a whole, totally no. different. It's a it's a, a new young head coach. Um not going to be Mike Harris at the helm, uh, but I would like to hope that the Wofford tradition and the way that these Wofford teams have really gotten after it, you know, that whole short-haired dog mantra, I hope that continues. Yeah, that's something that I've you know fell in love with over the years, and that's why we love Wofford so much, is because of that attitude and that kind of underdog mentality. You know, you may not be the biggest or the fastest, but you're going to outwork everybody. Yeah, and even though that we're getting these type of athletes who are bigger and faster, still having that work ethic should be unstoppable. I would agree, and that's why I believe in these guys. I believe in these coaches because you know, love them or hate them, say whatever you want to. These guys are working their tails off. Yeah, and they have since day one. And here's what Terrier fans need to need to understand: it's going to be different. It is for now, sure. Now, to what extent it's going to be different, we don't know yet. But it's going to be different. It's going to be. It's got to be. It's got to. And it's going to be. Yeah. So, as but Terrier they, fans, if you're a diehard, you need to embrace it. Yeah. And then, like like we're doing, we're going to embrace it. While we're skeptical on and, some things, and a while nervous. we may not agree, we're a little right. nervous. Like we said, we we think they're going to be really good. But if we're being honest with ourselves, if they're not so great. Will we be all that surprised? I don't know. I don't know that I would. I, I I'd like to think that I would be. I'm I'm going to be bummed for sure. But and I think you'll look back and say kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, I think you'll definitely say that. But if if, if we were to say we we didn't reach all the goals, I say you lose three games this year. I would say I wouldn't I be could, stunned. I could see it. Right. Yeah, but if you also go to the semifinals in the and playoffs, don't lose it all, and you're you like know. I could also see that. Right. So I I think. I, like I said, people need to just give everybody a chance. We started it out with Jim Noble, give him a chance. We need to. You know, we said it on Coach Conklin on the first episode after Coach Conklin was hired. You got to give him a chance, and I think that's what. If you're a diehard Terrier fan, now if you're one of those, I'm only going to pull from where they're good fans. We don't want you anyway. Yeah, just um, hop on off. Yeah, see you, buddy. Yeah, go pull for the Dinks. Yeah. But if you're gonna if you're gonna come over here, if you're gonna be a diehard. You gotta embrace it, and I, I I think I think most of Terrier Nation and the Short Haired Dog Nation are like a, a lot like us, Mike. Not really not really knowing what to expect, but hoping for the best and really expecting. I don't know, <laughs> expecting to to find out really quick what we're gonna have. Right, and that, that's gonna do it with that the, the, with that opening game. Yeah, I mean, that opening game being the Citadel. Be different. Could, we were playing. Uh, Shoot, who have we played in the past? Johnson C. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're cooking school, right? No, now, who that's, was that's Johnson and Wells. Oh yeah, we, that was the basketball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, hey, Woo. cook them. Yeah, <laughs> the chefs were not cooking that <laughs> night, buddy. Woo, that's that was like the second game in the Richardson. It was center. It was. That's pretty cool. Um, Mike, I thought it would be fun. Uh, to finish out the show with the game that you made oh so popular on the last episode, yeah. where you read it, what was the name of it? What'd you call it? Who played remember. for Walford? Yeah. Um, so you named. I think we had four, you had four. Mm-hmm. You named 
there were three that played for Wofford and one that did not. Right. All right. So, but this time I made one for you since you made me look like an idiot on the past one. We'll see what you got on this one. Okay. And I have to admit, like we said last time, that's a, it's an extremely hard game. This is hard. Right. It's really hard. At All a certain right. point, will I get the 50-50 chance or no? I have to just guess it straight up. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. We'll just we'll have just, to see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So um, we'll run through it. And, like, I was unsuccessful last time. Mm-hmm. But – and you even said if I would have turned around and gave those names to you, you may would have missed no it as way. well. There's no way. I would have got and it. And this, this is my opinion, Mike. You, I know more about some sports than you do, but past Walford rosters, you've got an edge on me. Now, you know, current rosters – I would say we're close, but past, you can reel them off pretty good. Mm-hmm. I will have to give you that. Um, so, when I was a little kid in computer class, that's what I used to sit and do. Yeah, just look at the roster. That's all I did. I yeah. over and I'd learn yeah. everything about them. So I think you got a better shot at it than I would if I had these names. Okay. But we're going to give it a try. You ready? All right, we're ready. Okay. First player, Jeff Tucker. Second player, Dakota Hopper. Third player, Dalton Sullivan, and the fourth player, Ryan Mason. All right, so you want me to run through them again? Yeah. And so, our, and then our listeners at home can play as well. <laughs> um, Jeff Tucker, Dakota Hopper, Dalton Sullivan, and Ryan Mason. Jeez. Man. <laughs> you can do this with any team. You can do it with any team. All right, I'm just going to guess it because I, I don't know that I'm going to get any closer. Okay. I'm thinking about it anymore. Okay. Uh, I have to guess the one that did play for Walford. Right? Okay, yeah. Dalton Sullivan. Dalton Sullivan did play for Walford, or he was on the team in 2016 as a redshirt freshman offensive lineman, and he actually went to Dorman. He's from Moore, <laughs> South Carolina. Dalton Sullivan. I had no idea. Yeah. So no he's a redshirt freshman in 2016. So there you go, Mike. So the remaining is Jeff Tucker, Dakota Hopper, and Ryan Mason. So what were they? Did you? Oh, I have them on. I'd have what what all of them were. Okay, yeah. give give those to give those to us. What do you mean? The other players. What were they? The guys. Where'd you get those names from? No, you know, the uh, the other guys. They. I still got two other ones that played for Walford. Oh. Yeah. One I, did not. So I had to guess the one that didn't. No, you have to guess the ones that did. Oh, I thought I just had one. No. See, mine was just one. Yeah. And the three didn't. No, no, it wasn't either. Oh. Mm-hmm. You're right. I am right. You're right. All right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Because uh, you got you, – now, you did throw me a bone on the last one. Yeah. I can't admit Clark Bishop. I knew Clark Bishop played for Walford, but none of these guys. This is tough. I made um, it a little hard on you. So, there's three left, Jeff Tucker, Dakota Hopper, and Ryan Mason. And you need to pick. You need to pick which two played at Walford. I'm gonna say Dakota Hopper played at Walford. Dakota Hopper did play at Walford. Let's go. In 2013, as a freshman out of Madison, North Carolina. Okay. Dakota Hopper, everyone. So that leaves Jeff Tucker and Ron Mason. Okay. For who played at Walford? <laughs> God, I have no idea. Like the other two. I don't know. They just kind of sounded like it. You I know, they, could have went they got to Walford. Walford names. Yeah. But these other guys, I don't know. All right. So make a decision. It's 50-50. Jeff Tucker <laughs> and Ryan Mason. Oh, my goodness. Who's your pick? 
Tucker does not. Jeff Tucker sounds like somebody's daddy. There's okay. no way it's. <laughs> okay. I'm going to say, unless you. Is, did you go way back in the rosters? Not too bad. So you. So it wasn't that long ago. Not too long. All right. Ryan Mason played at Walford. <laughs> Wrong. Oh. Jeff Tucker played at Walford in 2011. Oh. He was an offensive lineman freshman from Berwyn, Pennsylvania. Oh. Jeff Tucker, everyone. Now, I'm sorry, your, Jeff. Your pick, I, I said you had, you had somebody's dad saying. Your pick uh, for the player now. that played at Walford and Ryan Mason is currently a volunteer assistant coach for the Clemson women's volleyball team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so how did you, you just, what did you do, go to Clemson women's volleyball and just pick one? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. God, you even picked a women's sport. Yeah. That is, Yeah. Man. Well, you picked a guy off the swimming team well, in it Carolina. was a guy's team. Well, it's a guy coach. Yeah. So, you know, hey, very tough, though. So that is. So, we're 0 for 2 so far. Wow. Mm. <sighs> it's fun, though. It is. Fun. I guess it'll be your turn next time. Yeah. You'll have to think one up for me. Yeah. I still think uh, we need if we have a guest on, we need to throw it at them, especially if they profess to be as big a Wofford fans as we do. Um, I think most of the people listening to it are somewhere in that ballpark. Maybe maybe bigger. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. And we're still lining up guests as well. We are. We're still working on that. And uh, we got another order of T-shirts coming in. And we're also uh, thinking some, of some new designs as yeah, well. Maybe, so maybe, we'll for, maybe for the season. We're not sure. Yeah. Uh, but we're just – So, yeah, if, if they have ordered a shirt, Mike, they are on the way. Well – um, or they're you're, they're in the works. Some of them are on back order. Yeah. Some of them we've had we've run out of our kid sizes, and a lot of people have, a couple of people have ordered those, and we've run out of those first. So I guess we underestimated the amount of short-haired pups out there. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's quite a few. But we're getting because we we already have gotten, we've sold out of those. So um, we're out of the kid sizes right now. Like we said, we'll have a we'll have a new um, shipment of those coming in pretty soon, along with re- refilling some of our other. Other sizes that have sort of run, ran low, but we still have most sizes available. Um, so if you want to order, go ahead and hit us up. If that'll be fifteen dollars, you can um, pay us at uh, at Venmo, um, and then we can be found there at Short Haired Dog as well. And you can pay us and put the uh, put the sizes you need in there. And then of course you can DM us the address. Of course, you, I'm sure you don't want to put your address out there on Venmo, but uh, if you'll DM us your address, we'll get that in the mail to you. Um, I know we're waiting on. Um, one shipment with a kid shirt in it that we got to get, and we're going to send that out to them uh, coming up very soon as well. But, Kev, we're just having a good time. Uh, at least I have been. It's been a been a ball doing this, and uh, appreciate Fred Cunningham for doing what he did. He didn't have to do that. Uh, we yeah. appreciate. And you may hear him on the outro. Yeah, we may may hear him in just a second. I tell you what, Mike. When I was making the intro and the outro, when I was piecing that together. You know, sometimes when you you can feel yourself smiling, you don't know why. I was I was <laughs> doing that. Things. Like I said, I just. Never thought I would hear my name being said by the same one that said the Wade's P-shirt launcher. Yeah. And, it feels and, good. And reading an ad for Papa John's. Feels good. Does yeah. feel good. And a lot of people that we kind of grew up, you know, idolizing, we get to kind of talk to now, which, mm-hmm. is, which is really awesome. I mean, it's just a dream come true for us. We just appreciate all the support. We know we're young guys and not polished media people or anything like that. Didn't go to school for any of this stuff, but we just were huge Wofford fans, and we want to get the word out there for Wofford in general, the brand. And uh, like we said, no matter what happens with this coaching staff, no matter what happens with the season, as much as we want them to go and win the SOCON and win the big one, um, we hope that they keep that same attitude that they've had. And what we've kind of even – I mean, it's crazy. I don't know if you guys listened to it it felt this way, but we've almost embodied that – mindset of being a short-haired dog 
you know, the, the fact of being somebody that people have sort of, you know, questioned or, you know, doubted. And then you just you just outwork your the, the the people you're going against, you know, in life and and everything else. And maybe maybe I'm crazy for saying that, but I know Kevin in, in my life I've tried to embody that, mm. and that just goes goes to show how big a Waffer fans we are. And you know, it's just been a blast. I've had a great time, and let's keep it rolling, man. That was heartfelt, Mike. That was very well. Very don't touching. just take it for what just take it for what it's worth. Like I said, it's just from the mind of a canine. Very touching. I like that. That may be the name of the episode. That may that may um, need to be that may need to be a shirt idea. Could be. Um, Mike, quickly before we got here, real quickly, uh, we failed to mention the 2018 Walford Hall of Fame class, mm. um, and it includes two former Walford football players. But also, before we get to them, former infielder and pitcher Michael Gilmartin for the for the Terrier baseball team, and then former Terrier basketball player Howard Wilkerson joins former linebacker. Alvin Ciano and former center Jared Singleton in the class of 2018 for the Terriers and Mike, that's a pretty good class. Yeah, it, it is. It's and maybe I'm showing my age here a little bit. I don't remember a lot of Howard Wilkerson's no, basketball. No, he was he was be- really before the Dalman years. Plus, he was, he I was, was young. Good, yeah, I mean back then I was like. But really, I mean Gilmark was on the Brandon Waring <laughs> baseball teams. Um, I remember him. Yeah. Um, so we he we, had the California love walk yeah, up. Song. He sure did. He sure <laughs> did. So. Um, that because he was from California, really, uh, and, he, and he had a cu- he had a cup of tea and or a cup of coffee in, in minor league ball. He he did play hmm. a little minor league. Um, so um, those two, in addition to former really all SoCon players in Jared Singleton and and Alvin Cino, both I don't think get enough love for, no. his, for how good they were. So I think this this this. Hall of Fame nomination, very well deserved for both of those guys. And Kevin, we're seeing this not only in in the you know the pro leagues like the football Hall of Fame and the baseball. We've seen guys that we saw the majority of their careers. Yeah, and that for a young guy, we've not got to see that a lot. And now we're getting to see it with Wofford too. Get to see guys we actually remember all their playing. That you know, Wilkerson's a little bit fuzzy for me, which I was young at the time, and really before I started being able to drive myself or really before you were able to drive we didn't go to a ton of Walford basketball games no, just we one didn't. of those things throughout the week we you know parents were divorced so we stayed with our mom and we didn't really get to go to the games on the week we went to a lot of Saturday games mm-hmm. but a lot different um you know in those days but once we you got to be able to drive we went to a lot more games than we than we used to yeah um but it's just it's really cool to be able to see these guys who you remember their career make it to the Hall of Fame and that they're I've said it before you know I've seen a lot of players play at Wofford. Guys that were great athletes, guys that were big. I've never seen a guy wreak as much havoc for a, an opposing offensive line than Alvin Cena. Yeah. He when the, we went down to play South Carolina in what was it, 2012, he had those big he guys. He had Brandon Shell on skates the entire And the game. other guy that Robinson, yeah. he had both of them just shook. Mm-hmm. They couldn't even double team him. No. He was a he guy was that all if, over if, that you Shaw. couldn't even get your hands on him. Mm-mm. And he was quick as a cat. And Singleton, okay, he would as a freshman he, he showed would out just kill you yeah. off the ball. I mean, to be the center, you know, had to worry about all that kind of the quarterback of the offensive line. Some of the pancakes and stuff that he did are just yeah. I hope, I hope when all these guys are uh, inducted, I hope they have like the the highlights up on the board because I'm telling you, all of them will have some dandies. Yeah. Singleton, he he and uh, Ty Gregory, they had they, they had a different kind of chemistry there on the inside Absolutely. of that Walford line, and it showed. And they, they were consistent for three and four years. So, yeah. um, like we said, well deserved. If 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 you guys do listen to it, 
Jared Singleton and Alvin Zeno, congratulations to you guys. Well Michael deserved. Gilmartin. And Michael Gilmartin and Howard Wilkerson, a very deserving class of 2018. And Mike, like you said, in the future, it's only probably going to be guys that we've heard of. Absolutely. Like you know, Mitch Allen's coming. Yeah. You know, Lorenzo Long's coming. So uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun to see the future classes. But congratulations to 2018 class and Mike. I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah, it ties a bow on this episode. We appreciate everyone listening to episode 11 of the Short Haired Dog Podcast. I guess this is gonna be the James Zotto episode. Okay. We, we know, I, mean, I know we got Blake Morgan and all, but James Zotto was one of those guys that just never got enough love. I would agree. We had a lot of those. Yeah. My, mine was Tommy Irvin. Didn't get a lot. <laughs> They played at the same time. They did. It was out there. Wow. That's that's really cool. So we appreciate you guys listening to episode 11 of The Short-Haired Dog. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at MikeBennettWBCU. And also follow Kevin at KBennett underscore five. Of course, always follow the show at Short-Haired Dog. Yeah. Order your shirts. Order your shirts. Because um, even, if, even if we don't have your size yet, they're coming in the next week or two. Yeah. And as always, let us know your feedback. If you disagree, that's fine. Um, but... Uh, just let us know. Let us know what you think about the show. If you appreciate it, we love. We we've gotten a lot yeah. of support and people say, to saying that they appreciate what we're doing, and that's the reason why we're doing it. To yeah. get, like we we said it so many times to get the brand of the of Walford of the Walford tradition out there in Walford football. So if you appreciate it, let us know. It's, yeah. We we would greatly appreciate. it. And you can call us idiots and say that we you know whatever you want to say. Yeah. And but no, just we, just hey, know we don't say the I word, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. But harsh. just know that whatever it, it that's how football works. You it know? is. Just as you can say say something, we can say it too. We sure can. I'm okay with that. It gets, what, sometimes it gets rough in the fun. trenches, bro. It gets <laughs> rough in the trenches. And sometimes words fly that shouldn't be shouldn't be out there. But you know what? It's rough in the trenches. Hey, you know it's it, that's how football is, man. Yeah. At least it ain't real about real life. That's right. This is all just a game, you know that we love and it's very important to us. But in the grand scheme of life, it's a game. And that's what makes football awesome. You can get in each other's face. and These people are like, are they, they keep saying they're going to end the show. Are they ever going to end it? We've been listening to this thing for two hours. Nah, they've liked it. I, would, I, I hope you do because we <laughs> sure did enjoy doing it. Mike. Yeah, we did. So we'll talk to you guys next time. And uh, until then, go Terriers. Go Terriers. Thank you for listening to the Short Haired Dog Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Shorthaired Dog and to subscribe to the show at no charge on the Apple Podcast app and SoundCloud. We will talk to you again very soon, but until then, go Terriers.